follow us on patreon.com forward slash strange bedfellows. You will have to enter that in because the fact that we are adult content means that we have agreed to make ourselves unsearchable on their website. My name is Elle and I'm a sex educator. My name is Jen and I'm a private investigator. We want to learn more about ourselves. I'm like the boring vanilla one over here that's like, I don't do anything, but I'm, cu- I'm curious. And the fact that we're both sex workers means that we have insight into things taboo. Trigger warning, if you're easily upset by this stuff, maybe take a break. I have a feeling this is going to be weird. Sex and politics make for some very strange bedfellows. <laughs> JD is an ethical smut monger. He is available for contact on Twitter at Red Light Reviews, L-I-T-E. Uh, hi, JD. Hi, hi. How's it going? Oh, it's good. Um, so let's jump right in. You and me are Facebook friends. This is true. This <laughs> is, It's been quite the ride. <laughs> How did we meet? Uh, Facebook? Ra- randomly on Facebook. Okay. And we're pretty, we have some things in common. We have some things different. You just met Jen. You guys had something in common. Hello. You like The Handmaid's Tale. We we endured the Handmaid's Tale. I, anyway, that's I cautiously enjoyed it. Maybe <laughs> it's so well done, but so traumatizing. Yeah, that's Pro- probably kind of, necessary viewing. I, I'm a guy. I don't have that trauma. So, yay, privilege. Mm-hmm. How would you describe yourself besides an ethical smut monger? Uh, I don't know. Evolving feminist, freelance activists, mm-hmm. all around loudmouth. All around that. <laughs> um, so, as far as The Handmaid's Tale, you said you're not a woman, so you don't have trauma. But let's talk about the current political situation. Um, how old are you? I am 36, 37 at the end of this month. Okay, so you voted in a, a few elections, and you uh, remember a few presidencies. Oh yeah. Okay, so how do you feel about this one? <laughs> Hot garbage. <clears throat> so, have do you feel personally impacted at all? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Can we from, talk about that? Oh, uh, election night was all, was a fun one. Why? From about the the time that they started calling it for for the next twenty four hours, yeah. I was called nigger roughly seventy eighty times in various inboxes. Holy shit! Oh yeah. my god! So the emboldening of racists. People say, "Well, I don't see it. It's always been like that. Whatever you're." You feel like it's increased. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. You know, their visibility has increased a lot in in popular culture. Oh, and yeah. like, yeah, it's awful. Sorry, I get like <laughs> election night was really, really, really traumatic for me too. I imagine for most decent people that was mm-hmm. just awful. Yeah, I was like, the cards are falling, but how are they falling and in what direction? What does this mean? But we were right. I mean, all of us who were like, hey, there's a lot of racism and sexism still like not dealt with in this country. We were right. And this has shown us that. So if nothing else, I feel slightly validated with the fact that I told you so. (laughs) (laughs) And you spend a little bit of time on Facebook. I ain't gonna lie. Every time I log in, I see your question of the day. (laughs) Everything. It's the first thing. What was today's question of the day? Uh, I actually didn't have one. I was more going with the aftermath of yesterday's thought. Okay, and yesterday's thought was? Yesterday's was, uh, dear white people, mm-hmm. I see you using memes with nigga in it. 
and you're still saying it so don't mm-hmm. and all hell broke loose because of course i said white people mm-hmm. i back you up a hundred percent on th- that it's not you. a word i don't when i sing along in a song i just don't say that word radio because it's not my because it's not mine it's real easy uh, um have you ever have you ever been to on a Friday night when they're Mm-mm. I always when, work at Lucky Devil on a Friday night but. sometimes the DJs will like when there's a really popular song they'll like turn the down turn it down <laughs> for a second and then turn turn the music back up so mm. you can hear everyone singing along which is weird for a strip club but it's mm. always so cringe to me when that happens during a rap song and to see yeah. the like sea of white bros just be like Mm-hmm. And we're uh-huh. like, it's okay because it's a song, but mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too many want to use it. Yeah. It's, right. I, I see a lot of that in memes. And also when, when people, followers would send me memes and it would be something like well-intended about sex work or whatever, but that word still appears in it somehow. I'm like, eh, thanks. Cause I'm not going to repost it. How do people, um, so you said that you got, you got a lot of blowback on that post. Oh, yeah. How do you, so do you have a lot of followers that aren't, your friends or do you just have a lot of friends on facebook like how are these awful people finding you i actually blame l because when i spoke at <laughs> slut walk two years ago oh my god did you, yeah. I, I made the decision of going public with all of my posts and you can comment and you can find me and you can read everything and just go for it i don't want to do the echo chamber i don't want to give them that barb in their arsenal like you're just creating an echo chamber you just want people that agree with you like you're here you're disagreeing with me how am i censoring you i'm letting you go you're a bigger person than me because oh, I'm, I'm like fuck no i'm just stubborn <laughs> yeah we're all stubborn i think it's something you said earlier like i think it's harder to do <laughs> i think maybe it's harder or like more motivating to do certain types of work and emotional labor when you do or don't have trauma tied to it oh yeah so when you are when you are advocating when you're advocating for like black issues or whether you are being an ally for sex worker issues, because those are two different things, you know, like you're an ally to one and you have experience in the other and you can teach. I mean, do you find that the stuff that's deeper tied to your person is harder to do? Because I do. Uh, yes and no, because of course there's more than I'm like, okay, I'm telling, I'm, I'm telling you firsthand, this is what I deal with. Well, I don't see that. But I'm telling you, this is how it is. Yeah, Do as I far seem as, dishonest? Um, so as far as the... What's happening with the NFL right now? Uh, NFL, the last major hubbub was the... They put in a rule that if you're on the field, you must stand or you will get fined. Oh, my God. If you don't want to stand, you can remain in the locker room. Oh, my God. Okay, and to anybody who hasn't been paying attention to any of the mainstream or underground news in the last few, couple of years, um, what are we referring to? <laughs> that would be the Take a Knee mm-hmm. protest started by Colin Kaepernick in regards to police brutality. Mm-hmm. What do people think it's about for some reason, JD? <laughs> they think it's about the troops. Yeah, it's people have taken it to be a like, fuck you to military. Terry for some reason oh god because that's what 
the right the right always does if you if you bake a birthday cake on your birthday hell that's somehow gonna be a fuck you to some right-wing military family somewhere yeah hey some people (laughs) don't get to come home for their birthday exactly how dare you libs rub it in our faces oh there are so many types of (laughs) eating your cake that we fought so hard for you to enjoy (sighs) sorry no, it's a yeah. No, I, I feel similarly. That's really interesting. It's such a um. You know what movie came on? I'm not a big movie person. I know you are, JD. Um, I apologize to our listeners who are not. But the film Battle No, not Battle. Which was the one with the giant bugs? All of them. The one where they're shooting, the killing the giant bugs. Honey, I shrunk. The oh kids. no, Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. <laughs> I love that one. So who originally wrote that? Because that was a whole. That whole book was about like how you can get your entire civilization and country and nation to back pointless military objectives with the idea that you are not a real member of society unless you have participated in the cause. That's what that book was about. That's military science fiction film came out in 1997. I can't watch that movie. I don't like seeing people eaten by giant fake bugs. It makes me sad. Um, (laughs) Who wrote that book? Robert A. Heinlein. Heinlein. Oh, did he write Stranger in a Strange Land, too? I don't know. Perhaps. But when you're talking about living in a world where it's dominated by, like, I don't know, military goals and objectives, like, it's football. It's fucking football that a lot of black people play, and they get to say that, hey, we're not being treated well, and we don't feel like this country backs us in that way. Yeah. there, There's, I mean, there's video of football players themselves being mistreated by police Mm. and they you know there's the common argument that oh you make millions of dollars what what struggle do you have like there's only like i mean granted that yes there's that is a lot of money but like to say that like you've never endured all kinds of shit prior to that that has nothing to do with it and then also like the overwhelmingly vast majority of people will never be pro football players so i don't know why that's relevant (laughs) And, and football players, because of the helmets, are somewhat anonymous. Unless it's your home team, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to identify a football player on the street rather than, other than size. That's true. Yeah, so, and that's, yeah, that's usually how that happens when cops get in trouble for busting anybody famous. It's like they just didn't recognize them. I think what sets so poorly with me is also, especially with football, there's all, these, all this controversy about like sustained head injuries and like, oh, yeah. what it does to you. And it's like we're expecting these like young black men to put their bodies through this kind of shit and they can't even express an opinion about their own community a harmless really a, i think a quite taking a knee come on that is like the most passive like yeah statement. what, what non violent kind of protest but the, i just it seems like it's just like reeks of like plantation i, I if you go or, if you, you if know, you go back to it Kaepernick's first move he actually stayed seated on the bench during the anthem and then there was actually a Seahawk player who was a former Green Beret by the name of Nate Boyer, who actually met with him and those two talked and they exchanged ideas. And it was actually Nate Boyer who came up with the idea of taking a knee because it's still a sign of respect, but you're still showing something's wrong. Wow. Right? And we jump right over that fact and that damn Kaepernick. Wow, oh, that's nuts. Isn't he suing the NFL right now? Him and somebody else are like currently suing the NFL for being blacklisted? Uh, yeah, they're arguing collusion, which... Is very likely. Very likely. I mm. hope 
they fucking get every penny they ask for anymore. It's, it, it, it's a difficult one because as a private entity, the First Amendment doesn't apply. So mm-hmm. you can't say you're violating my First Amendment because the NFL isn't the government. Mm. But if they colluded to, okay, we're going to keep you out, that's a violation of their players' agreement. And the NFL has a very strong union. Mm. So Damn, we'll see. But I highly doubt there's going to be any... Wow. Well, how do you think um how do you think decent Americans can support this? I mean, I, I you know, I already don't watch football, so me boycotting <laughs> right. it is not going right. <laughs> to not going to hurt anybody, but how the vein that I keep landing on is I want to see police accountability. Some people conflate the argument and say, let's get rid of police. I don't think that's a solution, but I do want to see police held accountable when there's mm-hmm. malfeasance. Mm-hmm. I want to have such the conversation with you off camera <laughs> <laughs> about this. Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the grant, the, the indictment process, the grand jury process, it's it's stilted in favor of law enforcement. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I, I don't want to rewind a whole lot, but I do. Uh, ethical smut monger. Yes. In what ways? Uh, as you mentioned, I'm an ally to sex workers. I've known a lot of sex workers and seen both the tragic side, but also the consensual side. And I see how consensual sex workers mm-hmm. are crushed under the boot while trying to live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate you for that. <sighs> Collective breath. <laughs> Deep breath. I know. So I'm looking at uh, this family dressed up as the Simpsons, I assume for Halloween or just for fun. I don't know. Um, And people were pissed about it. JD, you showed me this. Yes. What is it? So it's really cute. Show me. Damn it. I want to unplug my computer. Oh, yeah. What's what's wrong with that? They're they're, supposed to be white. The Simpsons are white. It's fucking Halloween. I know it's a cartoon. It's also. a cartoon. I mean, <laughs> she has blue hair that's standing straight up, you know, like Jesus. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, so people got upset about this. Yeah. Yeah. What uh. was what was the reaction? The Simpsons are white. Uh, it is the it's the counter argument to cultural appropriation. Oh. It's the fire back. Well, if we can't dress as Native American, you can't be the Simpsons because the Simpsons are white. The Simpsons are yellow. <laughs> They're a cartoon. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they were right? yellow, I, you know, kind of probably on purpose. And then also they have like four fingers. <laughs> you know that? I watched The Simpsons when I, I was a kid. I wasn't aware that like The Simpsons were a huge like sort of cultural, sacred cultural <laughs> <laughs> white I, people thing too. Like, yeah. Whitewashing came up because this was an idea that I hadn't even heard about until a couple years ago because I'm a white person. So I didn't think about it. Um, but holy crap, there are so many movies that have done this. Um, 25 times white actors played people of color and no one really gave a shit <laughs> by Carolina Moreno and Riley Arthur. I'm looking at Angelina Jolie as looks like a biracial woman of color, part black. Yes. Mar- Marianne Pearl. Interesting. Oh, they they uh, they did her hair curly interesting uh ben affleck as antonio j mendez joseph fines as michael jackson what no yeah, way yep, yep. oh 
Oh, my Lord. Anyway, wow. there's quite a what? bit. And one of the most recent ones was uh, Scarlett Johansson, The Ghost in a Shell. Oh, right? Mm-hmm. JD, did you see that or do you know uh, anything yeah, about that? Yeah, I saw that. That's I, I think they're overreaching on that one. Okay, tell me. So the premise of Ghost in the Shell is everybody's getting cybernetically and digitally enhanced mm-hmm. because robots in anime. Yay. <laughs> so the character that she plays, uh, the major, uh, Motoko Kunasagi, if I remember right. That's no, okay is just a psyche that's been put into an android Mm. and the creator has actually said it's an android it's not her body so it can literally be anything i don't see a problem with scarlet playing this body because it's a body interesting okay so that one might be discluded for some uh if there wasn't such a history of this you know right i have a big obvious example yeah jesus is that Jesus a brown person? <laughs> I mean... What Jesus? How could I forget? Wasn't like everyone in the Bible brown? I mean, they all came from... <laughs> but look North at, Africa. From North Africa. But look at my, my white Jesus art over there. Look, he's got blue eyes. It yeah. must be real. Another and thing... Hair. <laughs> fun thing about um, Jesus facts is I remember one of my history teachers saying, you know, all that art where he's crucified through his hands and stigmata, they actually didn't crucify people that way because the bones in your hands aren't strong enough to hold up a human body. Oh. You do it through the wrist if you do it with a nail. However, nails and iron were so expensive and hard to come by, they did it with rope. So it Jesus probably didn't get it in the hands. There you go. I, I think they'd use a nail on Jesus, though. I yeah. think they'd use it to make a point. Yeah, but still. <laughs> Unintentional I know, right? fun. I'd do it this. again. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. Uh, okay, so let's. Okay. Uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about some sex stuff. Attention service and sex industry workers. Seeking Space Yoga is dedicated to providing a holistic option for after your shift with new 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. class times. Seeking Space is rooted in empathy, and they've combined creative flows and experienced teachers to provide a safe, inviting space for any and all wishing to find peace on the mat. Need a little motivation? They are offering 10% off on all memberships and packages for those in the industry. Visit SeekingSpaceYoga.com or download the Seeking Space Yoga app for more information and a full list of class times. Passion by Kate is an award-winning resource for women and couples who crave a more intimate, exciting, and fulfilling sex life. Passion by Kate's affirming writing, workshops, and one-on-one counseling help you create a new level of openness and intimacy with your partner without feeling awkward, twisting yourself into a pretzel, or spending hours a day on intimacy-building activities. Learn more and find hashtag freedom and pleasure at Passion by Kate. That's K-A-I-T dot com. Mention this podcast to receive a complimentary 30-minute counseling session when you purchase any Passion by Kate product or service. If you're looking to jazz up a jacket, bag, or just your fine self, our friends at Gimme Flare have everything you could possibly need. Gimme Flare is the largest online retailer of pins and patches that range from the cute and sweet to the snarky and slutty. They are sex positive, queer friendly, and aim to crush mental health stigma, all with fun flair from around the globe. Check out gimmeflare.com to browse items from over 250 plus artists. 
Welcome back to Strange Bedfellows. We are doing some listener questions now. Okay, so JD Dell, you're going to weigh in on these with us? Oh, yes. All right. What does JD stand for? JD doesn't stand for anything. That is actually my given name. Tight. I never knew that. Yeah. I like that. Bane of my existence. Dude, Aww. if you were a stripper, people would be like, no, but what's your real name? Oh, yeah. I totally have a fake real name to give them so they feel close to me and want to give me more money. What is your fake real name? My fake real name would be Jonathan. Yeah? yeah. I'm Nancy Lipschitz. Nice. <laughs> my name is L, and that's the only name you need to use when talking to me. <laughs> I'm using L Stranger. You're oh. still L Stranger in my head. Oh, God. I got to check. I got a check, and it's uh, they they wrote my name as Ella Stanger. Did I mention that? I got a bill, and it was L Strangler, or maybe that one was a check. Anyway, and then there was an invoice. Something else happened. It's always wrong. <sighs> to the question, <clears throat> I am a young mother, twenty-two, and partnered with my child's father. We have been slowly building our life up out of poverty, and it and are in a somewhat comfortable but still unsustainable situation at present. I lost my license over a year ago due to driving without insurance because for a few months it was a choice between paying for electricity and paying for car insurance. Sick of walking to the grocery store with my baby on my back, I made the risky choice to drive and got slapped with a suspension. This is why we shouldn't criminalize poverty. <laughs> right, Jen? You say that all the time. Transportation has been a major source of stress in my life ever since then. I started considering stripping for work a few months ago out of dire economic need and the need for more flexible hours being a mother. It's been a journey of self-exploration and difficult talks with my partner. I went as far as auditioning at a club and honestly had an amazing time. I know sex work isn't all glamour and big stacks of cash, especially having read from and talked to quite a few people in the industry by now. I honestly think that I might have the disposition for this work, and I don't remember a time when I felt that empowered. I thought I would feel scared on stage, but in fact, I felt alive and powerful. I am a survivor of long-term sexual abuse, and reclaiming my sexuality in this way felt highly impactful. However, my partner has set a really hard boundary around sex work and made it clear that we will have to break up if I pursue any form of sex work, including cam work, in addition to stripping. I have dropped the conversation, but emotionally I'm having a really hard time moving on. Whenever I experience financial stress or experience the debilitating effects of mental health issues, primarily PTSD from aforementioned trauma, I go down the rabbit hole of seeing sex work as a potential solution and recalling the night of my audition and how I felt. My partner is respectful when talking about sex work and the people who do it. However, he feels that anything he wouldn't want happening as far as intimacy with others outside of our monogamous relationship does not change because of an exchange of money, even though it's work. He says the nature of performing sexuality to individuals is not something he wants in a relationship. He is also clarified saying that it's specifically private dances that cross a line for him. And for now I am pursuing burlesque as an erotic expression. It's not much of a moneymaker though. No, it really isn't. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's become clear that we have very different values around these topics and I feel terrified and very sad at the thought of losing the closest and most intimate relationship I've ever had with the father of my son, no less. However, I also feel like I've discovered a long repressed side of myself and the, and expressing it is nourishing to me. I desperately want to get my license back, buy a car and know that I can support myself financially without my partner. 
I also don't want to have to sacrifice time with my son or continue working for minimum wage. Oh, God, I have so many feelings about this. <sighs> Fuck him so hard. I know, right? I mean, I know it's hard to leave people, but I can't tell you how empowering it is to be able to pay your own bills. And if he can't help, you know, if he doesn't want you to do this kind of work, then he needs to be willing to to provide more yeah if you can't if you can't pay to cover it yeah you can't help me i have to help us right i full i fully support you leaving this person yeah no matter how painful it is obviously in all too it's like you're so young you're obviously like really wanting to process this trauma you've been through and she she talks a lot about the empowerment she felt like auditioning Mm -hmm. like it sounds like she has this other journey to go on you know that that maybe doesn't involve him yeah that doesn't involve him what do you think the the part that that hit it for me was he doesn't want her doing even cam work and Mm. i would bet dollars to donuts that he enjoys pornography Ooh, just throwing that out there Mm. so if he doesn't like her doing cam work but yet he probably is enjoying porn What's really your problem? Yeah, what's really going on here? Well, I wonder how he then I want makes me wonder how he then in, views the the porn workers in his head. If Less he's, than dirty, right? Un- unclean. Yeah. He talks about them respectfully because he's learned the script, <laughs> right? <laughs> he's learned how to not get yelled at. Yeah, but secretly, deep down inside, he doesn't want anyone viewing yeah. his wife the way he, he views, views those dirty you know what mm. yep or touching her because that's his body to touch right not her and body his to, to look at too Fuck right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so okay so we know how we feel <laughs> um wait, so, wait devil's advocate no i got right nothing. i got nothing um so going forward for her um holy shit what a horrible decision to have to make between separating your family unit and trying to like survive um, and part of that might mean separating your family unit. Um, here's some advice that, all right, I'm, I'm going to say a year before my child's father and I broke up when she was about two, about a year before that, I suddenly subconsciously realized that I wouldn't have very much money to take with me if we weren't together anymore. And so I started crazy working and I stashed it away and he knew what I was doing, um, but I, I became obsessed with like putting money in my safe and I had a goal and I did it. And so, you know what, when it came time for us to really evaluate our relationship and what wasn't working, I had, I could go get an apartment. Mm-hmm. I had a place to go. So here's what I'm going to suggest to this listener. Um, if he doesn't like the private dances, you need to not, you need to, if it's really specifically the private dances that bother him, just get hired at a club and tell him you don't do dances. Lie to him because, yes, this will endanger you if he finds out, but I'm saying this is what I would do. And if there's no way for him to find out, then you stash that money away. And when he has a blowout about the job that you have, because he will regardless, even if you like, if you pick one, I mean, eventually burlesque might be a problem too. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Like build up a net underneath yourself. And if there's no way for him to find out, then just lie about it until you can do that. Also, depending on what city you're in, I mean, here in Portland, there are some clubs you can work at 
where you can easily make plenty of money and not do private dances. Yeah, there's a there's a couple so, clubs you can do stage money and it'll be more than minimum wage. I mean, like a crappy shift. I don't know what's a crappy shift after six hours. You could still make a hundred bucks or eighty bucks. More than that. Yeah, or or more know? or a couple hundred. Yeah, it really depends. Especially, I mean, we see the way this letter is composed, and this is a thoughtful, sensitive. Yeah, balanced twenty-two year old. She did the the intellectual work. Yeah, I believe she'd be really good at this job. She already said she felt good doing it. I'd throw dollars. (laughs) Yeah, so (sighs) you will always be the mother to your child, and if they choose, your partner will always be the father to your child. But you don't have to be together out of obligation Mm -hmm. to each other. And especially it sounds like if he can't take care of you, it's not it's not like you need him. Yeah. One, one thing you don't need him. Well, one, you'll need child care. One thing that, yeah, I, that I'm true. thinking, though, is if he most likely harbors these thoughts and her being open about going forward, not knowing what his resource level is, mm-hmm. any custody battle is going to That's be a true. disaster. Mm. Holy shit. You're so right. Yeah, that's true. I guess that we would just have to know more about their current situation, um, about them in general. I think we three are in favor of do whatever you have to do for yourself because you ultimately are going to always be living with yourself, you know, in your body, your mind, your heart. Ooh, I'm modifying. Yeah. I think she needs to draw a hard line in the sand herself and say, look, fuck you. I'm doing this. Either you can support me or you can leave. Yeah, honestly, any of my partners I ever had, they always were like, well, I was going to do what she wants to do anyway. So at least she's telling me like beforehand. Yeah. (laughs) And I know you can't just like flip your personality and the history and all the power dynamics. But I really want you to reconsider what power this person has in your life and like who holds more if there's an imbalance, where it is, why, what you you could change about that. I guess that just makes me so sad because I've... um... I mean, I've always drawn the hard line Mm -hmm. and people who don't like how I support myself have always been free to walk the fuck out like I don't care. Um, But however, I've seen so many of my coworkers like kind of emotionally beaten down by unsupportive, controlling partners. And it's just that that hate sex workers. (laughs) Right. That hate sex workers, though, never have problems spending all their money. Mm. like you know what i mean like they're always supporting these like horrible douchebags that Mm -hmm. berate them for how they've made the money Uh and then have spent it by the next day Mm -hmm. you know it just makes me so sad yeah that's the worst case (laughs) scenario so don't let that be you if you can yeah so jen you want to read this one you asked how your listeners masturbate for self-pleasure i love to satisfy my partner first in rough play where i have most control over them then I toss over my legs against the cold walls, spread like a V, while I use my friendly vibrator, fantasizing that they'll catch me in the act. From there, they know I prefer to be fingered, and that's what gets me to climax. Sometimes I'll squeeze my thighs together for more intensity. Like, this is the best ever. It's kind of a foolproof recipe for me. <laughs> the cold of the wall against my spread legs helps with feeling sexy, while the vibrator signals that I want more from my partner. I also forget about for us unrealistically climaxing together because I know I can look forward to jumpstarting my clitoris myself. Signed, Miss Wen. 
Well, thank you for sharing that, Miss Wen. Yeah. Miss Wen is my hero. Miss Wen. So it's interesting because um, she said you asked how your listeners masturbate, but then there's a partner involved. So it's really, it's like it's her partnered sex is still around like a central masturbation fantasy kind of. Does that make sense? It does. It's kind of a mutual touch, maybe, kind of. Yeah. I like it. I mean, if he's just there for her, that's cool, too. But she says she satisfies him first in rough play. I like it. Language is tricky. I was like, wait, is there one person here or is she imagining the other? <laughs> I like it. Either way, I like it. I mean, it. either, both. Either, both, yeah. I remember reading this letter. It was some kind of feedback from a woman. I think it was published in, like, Cosmo magazine or something. I was a teenager when I read this. It was something about asking women how they masturbated, how they fantasized. And one uh, reader said that they cooked themselves this enormous spaghetti like pasta dinner and they get dressed really sexy with candles and then they feed themselves with their hands and they imagine that all these sexy men and it turns into like a spaghetti gangbang. But she's like, she's t- completely by herself. But this is and like how immersed she- in her spaghetti yeah. gangbang. You know? Yeah. Now I want spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I was my- just fascinated. I think that's great. I'm going to start telling people that my fantasies just involve pasta, <laughs> carbs. And start mouth. I can never oh. date a keto person. <laughs> my sister's doing that right now. And I'm like, are you sure? I've done it before. It's so hard. <laughs> If you can do it. I'm a devout omnivore. If it's food, I will eat it. (laughs) What's your shirt company that you make? Uh, That would be Fat Tees. Fat Tees. F-A-T-T-E-E-S. Where can we find that? Uh, That would be Facebook. Okay. And your name on Facebook is J.D. Dowell. D-O-W-E-L-L. With periods in between the J and the D because it just looks better. Oh, nice. I mean, we can go into the fact that I'm super jealous that you guys get to be really creative with your (gasps) self-pleasuring. Let's talk about that. Okay, so how... But why can you not? You have a penis. See, see, I like to equate it to the fact that, as I'm sure both of you are aware, the female orgasm is really elusive. Not always a guarantee, but for a guy, largely it is. Oh, okay. So we sacrifice creativity for utility. Okay, so oh. you're talking about people with penises just have like a simpler, like you don't have to it's, do as much to have yeah, an orgasm lar- usually. Largely friction does most of the work. Okay. God damn it. John's calling me. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, there's, there's, that's there, true. There's some head stuff. I spend a lot of time in my own head. And with partners, my head can get in the way. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about that. So do you feel like it's easier to reach climax masturbating or partnered? Or does it... Do you have trade-offs? It's easier during masturbation... Me too. ...than it is with a new partner. Me too. Oh, with a new partner? With a new partner. Oh, my God. Now, with a a partner I'm comfortable with, then it's about even. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, Sorry, I got super distracted because our editor just (laughs) called me. Um, yeah, I don't remember. There's like, ugh, I shouldn't even say it. There's like 3000, they say 3000 nerve endings in the average head of a penis. And there's like 15,000 in the outer portion of a clitoris because really? yeah. we, have we have way yeah. more. I didn't know this. We have way, way more, but we have nerve endings everywhere else as well. Well, I mean, we, we have more to play with. You, well, there's nerve endings all over our body, but like, yes, <laughs> just ruin it for me. <laughs> oh. There's, I mean, 
Your stuff is Stupid external. vaginas. I know. Vaginas and vulvas are <laughs> the devil. Yes, I was referring to the inside. Thank you. Yes. You know the difference. Yes, somebody taught me well. <clears throat> Cough. Oh, my God. No, I'm serious. Every time a girl says something about shaving her vagina, it makes my <laughs> vagina, my insides, shrivel up because I'm like, ah. I just imagine it like a horror movie or something because you don't have hair in, in your vagina or on your vagina. You have hair on your vulva. And your inner thighs, probably, if you're like me, and maybe a happy trail and your butt crack and all around that yeah. stuff. Um, I've waxed and had hair removal, but like butt crack shaving is something I do not miss. Waxing is horrible, though. Oh, I love waxing. How's, oh. how's bleaching as an option? Um, in fo- I still have so much hair that like if I bleached any of it that might look really strange i'd look like a little fuzzy white caterpillar butt crack orange look how oh a ginger crack oh my god but look at look at how brassy i am this is the hair on my head i can't imagine i've thought about it so many times being like what would happen to my pubes if i just like put some of this lightning no i don't want to do that to my pubes i treat my pubes better than like the actual hair on my head for some reason (laughs) i think people are looking more at my pubes when i'm working than the hair on my head so maybe that's why hey friends do you get sore muscles or stiff joints like us How's your skin? Is it dry, itchy, irritated, bruised, or sunburned? If so, it sounds like you need some Nabalm in your pocket. Nabalm, that's N-A-E-B-A-L-M, is an all-natural skin and body balm handmade right here in Portland. Nabalm products use a base of organic olive oil and beeswax followed by an infusion of therapeutic essential oils, each of which provides all sorts of benefit. Oh yes, and they smell amazing. To learn more, check out nabom.com or search Nabom on Facebook or Instagram. Do you have sex questions? Do you want help learning new techniques, communicating with a partner, opening a relationship, or exploring kink? Sex and intimacy coach Stella Harris can help. Visit her office in Portland or connect via Skype to take your intimate life to the next level. Learn more and schedule at www.stellaharris.net or follow her on Instagram at Stella Harris Erotica. Uh, JD, what are we going to talk about now? Uh, we're going to talk about red light reviews. Okay. What is red light reviews? Uh, largely it is or was and will be again an online discussion forum for sex workers and everything under that umbrella. Holy shit. That sounds awesome. Do you have a launch date? Uh, right now I'm putting my ducks in a row because we, this was actually an operating site from 2011 to 2013. What kind of site? Uh, at that point it focused on escorts and their clients. Okay. So did you buy the domain and you're, yes. okay. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Does that put you at any risk of like being flagged or anything? Does it matter at all? Uh, Largely. And that's kind of how I'm approaching it. Okay. Is because as a single male that works for myself outside of that as well, Mm -hmm. I can take the hit for being targeted. And as I put my ducks in in a row and I want to bring in 
outside resources for identifying traffickers and helping women exit this lifestyle if they want to exit the lifestyle Mm -hmm. and just bringing it more towards a self-policing aspect Mm -hmm. because the online sex work community is strangely tightly knit that we're in a better position to identify those red flags Mm-hmm. And that always blows my mind how these like anti-trafficking organizations never ever like and ever ask for our help and our opinions yeah. on on how to f- spot traffickers. I, exactly. It never ever are we asked for our input on this. <laughs> it's 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 such a weird idea that the methods that they try to implement to fight trafficking instead further enables it mm-hmm. it drives everything back into the shadows it it facilitates pimps and mm-hmm. agencies and traffickers and all of these ideas where a, a, mm-hmm. a sex worker can't reach out and say i need help well, it's like it's like abstinence only education oh, to fuck abstinence to, right but it, <laughs> it just makes no sense it's a sensible way to Mm-hmm. prevent stds right, right. And, and this is the same way it's like just saying people you know criminalizing the business doesn't absolutely doesn't mm-hmm. catch traffickers or discourage trafficking it's right quite the opposite right and one of the things like here in portland you had what was it exotic spot for yeah. dancers yeah Co- dancers legal completely legal yeah but in the wake of sesta and fosta that site shuts down right well and I, from an owner's standpoint like definitely like what if there's some horrible staying and pimps were using exotic spot mm-hmm. um you know for like to pimp out minors and they were using you know stock photos of grown women and just had like a name because there were fake profiles on mm-hmm. there you know like then after fosta sesta like the platform would be held liable so yeah i if i was jeff at exotic spot i would have probably deleted it too oh absolutely yeah but we don't have anywhere to advertise (laughs) sex workers ourselves we don't have good places to advertise how much money do you think has been lost us oh god who knows oh god like i made 30 percent less this month than i usually do in august of my of my August books and I've been doing this for nine years so I know what's normal for me so it's very frustrating <laughs> it's very frustrating by the way if anybody wants to cash out me money stripper writer is my name ha 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 or it was um you know what I wish I wish and we um, just got deleted yeah right I wish fucking a you know I really wish local businesses would stand up for us more and say something because we spend a lot of money in you <laughs> Yeah, we here do. in Portland, we spend a lot of money in bars Bank, here. Banking's also in a your problem shops. because of Sesta, right. Fosta, and the banking. I forget which one that was. E B T A something. Oh, the S no. Yeah. S B nine five two, I believe, was Elizabeth Warren's. No, this one was. I want to say Marco Rubio. What did Marco Rubio do? It uh, it was that What did he not what did he do this time? It it identifies accounts as being high risk. <laughs> high risk. Yes, yes. How high. do you assess that? Coin toss. Right? Wow. And they can close accounts without notice if I read it correctly. Mm, that sounds amazing. Well, uh, the bill with Rubio, Elizabeth Warren, it's a joint Okay. Thing. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. well we're both right. Damn it, Elizabeth. Damn it. Stop it. Mm-hmm. No. Bad. Mm-hmm. I really feel cheated when we're both right. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't get to learn. Uh, so speaking of, I mean, just all of this arguing, arguments, there's 
a little piece that I thought was kind of funny, just to remind us, just to remain a little grounded when we use our devices to engage with people about the things we hold dear, like all of the stuff we just talked about. Um, there's a tonic article by Philip Isle, how to argue online without losing your shit. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> <laughs> it says anger and electronics are both stimulants. Um, so there's some tips on the end of this. He definitely starts out by giving example as to how he realized that he was wasting time or just like keyed up and unhappy all the time. Like these conversations would ruin his day. That's true. I mean, I can see oh, yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, I add, add the caveat, be okay being angry and being mad and upset if it's about something that matters. Or, you know, also too have fun with it. Oh, yeah. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid oh, to like yeah. get down in the muck with you and yes. sling some heinous insults in your direction. Yes, fist bump this, right here. Right? People don't have learn that it. way, but it's such, see, it's nice to engage in see, it sometimes. See, they, they do, no, but they not, don't. they do, but not the person you're arguing with. Oh, you mean other people learn? Yes. You turn that person you're arguing with into an object lesson. If they're not going to listen, it doesn't matter how calmly you present your point how neatly the facts are tied in a little bow, they're not going to listen. Right. So use them as an example for the people that could be on the fence. That's true. Don't be this guy. That's true. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, that's true. You never know how many lurkers there are. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's why I'll Flat Earth you. is a thing. Oh. <laughs> and gay frogs. And Q. Oh. And Q. Oh. The, Q I heard someone fucking oh refer to them oh. as Who? cunts. Q Jesus Christ. Oh, QAnon? What's QAnon? We shouldn't even talk about oh, We shouldn't even give these oh, people oh, airspace. No, let, no, let's go down this rabbit All hole. Right. We have to. Uh, it's terrifying. <laughs> it, a good reason to stay off Reddit, actually. What is it? Yeah. So Q, I think, originated in one of the chans, in either 8chan or yeah, 4chan. 4chan, I believe. How many started. chans are there? There are too many. How many numbers are there? It's like a there? fucking hydra. Oh, you know? I only thought there was four chan. So <laughs> no, there's eight chan. There's probably two chan. I don't yeah. know. If there's not anyway. two chan, there's gonna be two chan by the end of the day because I'm making that. Oh, that's gonna be my it's rap be name, right? Two chan. Just don't two use chan. the n word. So good. I can use the n word. Oh yeah, and I'm saying Jen when she's a rapper. I won't <laughs> radio edit. Um, so it started out of one of the chans, you think? And then what? What is it? Um, and then it's just like this. Um, apparently, there's an anonymous, an anonymous mole, <laughs> high level intel, uh, source. high level intel source, it's somehow embedded within the deep state that's drip feeding all this weird conspiracy yes. Trump savior shit to this ever growing herd of fucking morons yes. that are just slurping this stuff up. Discernment has died. It's so insane. I would tell you to go check it out just because it's so weird and terrifying. It's, it's, but like, I don't even want to feed these people. It's like, so it, bad. it's insane. Okay, it's so. literally insane. Every, it's it's almost everything that Alex Jones would post a video about. But it's almost even more extreme than yeah. Alex Jones, as if that's even a possible. Right. <sighs> the internet scares me. I'm feeling very small yeah, today. Right. Uh, <laughs> So as far as the fighting online, it says uh, it's worth mentioning that you're not exactly in your right mind during any of this. <laughs> <laughs> if you're arguing with someone online, 
you're probably under the influence of both anger and the stimulant of electronics. Neurologically, when we interact with these extremely powerful And also compu- probably high as shit, too. <laughs> Just hey, I'm actually kind of sober. He is. I'm the only one who uh. smoked on the, in the kitchen. Uh, it says, when we interact with these extremely powerful computers, they have an effect on our brains that an in-person interaction lacks says Catherine Steiner Adair, psychologist and author of The Big Disconnect, Protecting Childhood and Family Relationships in the Digital Age. I wonder how she feels about porn. Oh, she probably hates she it. She probably too. hates If she porn. hates anger, she hates emotion oh, God. and expressing <laughs> yourself and Ooh. anything people do to make themselves happy. She despises the id. That's Who? what it is. <laughs> he's saying the author she uh, she might she probably not a bad she probably well-meaning probably so i don't get sued for slander oh yeah probably <laughs> uh but it says she's created no there's another person patricia wallace says the technical term for this phenomenon of disinhabiting your body when you're fighting with someone on the internet is toxic disinhibition when people feel more anonymous, just sounds made up. more physically distant and less accountable, they are more likely to express their views in a very angry and brittle ways. Stop that they telling would never me what use to do, Patricia. <laughs> I, 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 lo- I love that her thesis is if you're angry, you're more likely to express yourself in an angry way. What right. you, duh. Do you two feel personally attacked right now? Yeah. <laughs> no, I used to fight with people on the internet a lot. Um, then you abandoned me. Whatever, that Did shit I? burns calories. Yeah. Wait, let's come back to that. <laughs> yeah. JD just... You abandoned me. I did. I I had to take some real time off of Facebook. It was really yeah. affecting my happiness a lot. And I switched my activities too because once I started doing more writing and like <clears throat> taking people's questions, I just, I couldn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was maxed out. One, one of the reasons why I try to speak up for sex workers is because I know you guys are there to make money, so you can't really go, go all way the down. way in on somebody. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I will. Let's go. Tag me. Let's yeah. Go. Luckily, I stopped caring about that. <laughs> even though I tried to limit it just for for obvious for stress reasons or whatever too, but it doesn't fucking matter because even when I'm trying to be calm, there's always bless, always one of my like well-meaning dude friends waiting waiting there on the sidelines to step in and explain how i'm feeling and explain to me why i should see it just a little bit differently (laughs) when really we're arguing for the same thing but they just Mm -hmm. need to Uh just just Mm -hmm. yeah i have a thought and then i want to get you guys to weigh in on it that relates to that actually um a friend of mine posted something yesterday he is actually a friend from high school he's in the military um he's a black guy his name is jason so we again don't have a lot of lived experiences that are incredibly the same um but we've kept in touch because he's a nice guy and i'm interested in his opinion so he posted he says um debate question and i was like oh god half of his friends are fucking jarheads i shouldn't even look okay (laughs) So he's like, debate question. He's like, basically, I don't remember the whole language of it, but he said, who engages in body shaming more, men against women or women against men? So to the Mm. first question, that's something to think about. But here's note A, two women out of like eight comments at that time, they said, I feel like it's more women against women. Here's my personal experience. And then there was a guy who said, that's not what Jason was asking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. And I said, oh. hey, guy, 
I know that Jason said this is a, a debate, but I'm interested in solving the problem. So if two people are giving input that doesn't exist in the original survey boxes, maybe we should add more boxes. And he's like, oh, thanks for your opinion, but no, blah, blah, whatever. And I was just like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm done. Like, I'm done. So anyway, that's a lot. I can hate It's so the reality of being a woman. And I imagine probably being a person of color, too, oh, that yeah. you're constantly going oh, yeah. to have people, like, stepping in to say, no, what what they really mean, I, I actually. Actually, is- I actually had a Facebook friend who was a very vocal ally who unfriended me and actually pruned the entire chain. Anybody that he met through me got unfriended as really? well. Oh, Why? It, it was glorious. Based uh, on what? Kind John of- McCain. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, so John McCain just died recently. Right. And this former friend is very much in the camp that John McCain is evil incarnate. Okay. Which I don't believe. I, I'm not a fan, but yeah. I wouldn't say evil incarnate. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of degrees between I hope you rot in non-existent hell and you're a saint. There's right. lots of room in between there. And I'm like, eh, he did some things that I'm kind of a fan of. You know, his statement that nixed him from... The presidential run. Which one was that? uh, I I hate... Ooh, I can't say that one. So I hate a G word for Vietnamese people. I hate all G word. Oh, he said that? Yeah, he said that in an interview, broad daylight, and then qualified it. Not Mm. all Vietnamese people are this, but the ones that locked me in a cage and tortured me for years are. Okay. And I will hate them until the day I die. Okay. And I think that's qualified well. That's not an irrational hate. I can see that. Yeah. It's very reasoned, very directed, and very focused in what it's focusing on. So I'm like... It's based off a of trauma. So yeah. Severe I'll, trauma. I'll, I'll allow that one. I'm cool with that. And John McCain was kept in a ditch for like three years and was a prisoner for i know i know i know and i don't i don't hate him by any means yeah i I mean comparatively (laughs) come on he would have made a much better president than dump however however i no, i blame mccain for this whole for all the the direction the right has gone i kind of blame on him for giving palin a voice yeah Mm-hmm. But but me voicing that one, he's going no, he's a racist. I'm like I think he qualified it well. Maybe maybe not. Um, not it, my place to say. Is your it, ally a white dude? He is. Oh, interesting. Well, and this go, this goes further. And, and mind you, he's been so vocal and helpful in many discussions that I'm I'm playing nice. Mm-hmm. I'm channeling my inner L. Oh, I'm playing nice. I like that you think I'm Zen <laughs> compared to me. Namaste. Yeah. <laughs> so this is going further down the rabbit hole and he's getting angry and worked up and he's responding in angry matters manners because, you know, science apparently. Mm. And then it devolves into, well, what he said is racist and this is why and this is all racism. I'm like, are you explaining to me what racism is oh, and how? No. It- oh, no. I'm, I'm going to want you to think about that one before I come back to this. Nuts. And then, and he deleted you? Oh, yeah. For What a fucking oh, baby. And then the entire chain, like at like 12, 13 other people, gone they as well. witnessed his bat, his oh, dirty diaper there. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. So on oh that note, God. let's let's wrap this episode. We'll do more in our after show. Um, everybody go to patreon.com forward slash strange bedfellows. Uh, so on that note, um, there are some suggestions for de-escalation strategies in the digital realm. Take a deep breath. 
go for a walk or sleep on it. <laughs> um, we write more thoughtfully and express ourselves actually better when we handwrite. So you can write out your note to your person first. This is if someone you want to have a you know good relationship with or not. Or you could punch a Nazi in yeah. real life too. <laughs> like that's a nice real world way to relieve some stress it is on the bucket list all right so thank you so much let's do the after show for more strange bedfellows check us out on patreon.com forward slash strange bedfellows and become a supporter for access to behind the scenes material and extra content my name is l stanger and you can find me at stripperwriter.com and on instagram at stripperwriter and my name is Jen. You can reach me on strangebedfellowspdx.com.